Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Private Corporate Council Program podcast, Women's Voices in Business. I'm one of the hosts, Mary Covet Lowell, and with me is my co-host, Nikki. Hi. <laughs> How are you? Great. Glad you could join us again today. So in this episode, we're going to be talking about some of the filing and document requirements for starting a for forming a for-profit business. Now, with the private corporate counsel team, you, you know, the process can be really learned in simple steps. And in this particular episode, we're going to have a guest who is a female entrepreneur who owns a roofing supply company. Yes, yes, yes. And a little bit about the private corporate counsel program. It's a program offered by the law firm CPLSPA in Central Florida. Um, we have business attorneys, consultants, and mediators that provide services to entrepreneurs and executives uh, to help them make their dreams a reality. It's like having your own in-house counsel and more, but without the high cost. Um, to learn more about the Private Corporate Council, visit privatecorporatecouncil.com. So we're going to jump right into a uh, statistic that I actually came across, Mary. So according to uh, the census.gov uh, website, the total number of business structures that were formed um, in September of this year was 425,741. That's actually up 1% since August. We've actually seen a rise specifically in the Northeast by 2.9%. Whereas in the South, we've actually seen a decrease. It dropped 0.3%, which I thought was really interesting. So, um, and uh, without further ado, would you like to go ahead and dive into those uh, structures and uh, discuss a little bit about uh, how businesses can form them? Okay. Well, in our last episode, we talked a little bit about the difference between LLC, corporation, sole proprietorship, um, and as we talked about before, in many, in most cases, it's a good choice to form an LLC or a corporation. Now, I, I do want to say as a side note, everybody's situation is different. Um, your tax situation may be different. So this is something that is, is good to talk over with legal counsel, um, if possible, and also with your tax advisor. Uh, because you do want to make sure that you structure your business in the way that's best for you. But let's say that you go ahead and form a limited liability or, um, or a corporation. The way you do that is you're going to file a document with the Florida Department of State Division of Corporations. If you're forming a corporation, you're going to file articles of incorporation. If you're filing, if you're going to form an LLC, you're going to file articles of organization. It's, it's not a terribly difficult process, but what a lot of people don't know is that there really are some steps you should take after you have gone ahead and formed the business. And I just wanted to highlight a few of those today. So let's say you've gone ahead and you've formed an LLC, for example. Well, first of all, be aware that every year you're going to have to file an annual report with the Florida Division of Corporations. And the Division of Corporations is going to send you a notice. Uh, it's not a terribly difficult process, but it's important to know about it because if for some reason you don't, you don't file on time, I think they're 
I'm, if I recall correctly, I think there's a, like a $400 penalty if you, if you file late. So, you know, don't want to do that. Um, but aside from forming that corporation, one of the first things you should do is get from the Internal Revenue Service something called a Federal Employment Identification Number. And that I, I, I com- or they're commonly referred to as EINs. Um, and that is basically like the Social Security Number for a business. Because it's important if you're going to form a corporation or an LLC to treat it as a separate entity so that you, you know, so that you can protect yourself better and keep that limited liability. So you're going to want to have an EIN and um, for that corporation. Another thing you're going to want to do is have it have governing documents. Now, what do I mean by governing documents? If you have a corporation, the corporation should have bylaws. If you have an LLC, the LLC should have an operating agreement. Bylaws and an operating agreement are not required by law. So in Florida, you can have a valid legal corporation or LLC without having those. It's, but the best practice is to have them. And what they are for is it's an internal document and it shows, it has basically the rules on how the business is going to be run. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, major de- if there's going to be a major decision, um, does that have to be done unanimously by the, by the owners? That sort of thing. Um, and so it's very highly recommended to have articles of organization uh, for an LLC and bylaws for a corporation. And, and we're not quite done there. You also, as a business owner, now you formed... You formed your entity, you've got your EIN, so you're, you're on a roll. You're going to go to the bank and open a, a, a separate bank account because you don't want to commingle your personal funds. Um, but there are a couple of other things that you need to ask yourself. Are you operating a business that requires any kind of a license? For example, uh, you know, if you're a beautician, you have to have a certain kind of you need license from the Florida Department of Business and Professional Regulation. Um, if you're if you're an accountant, you need certain licensing. Um, if you really just you know many many if you are a contractor, a contractor to repair homes or build homes, there are different licenses that are required. The point is, be aware that there may be uh, if there are license requirements for your line of business, be aware of them. Food businesses, a lot of there are different yes. kinds of food licenses in Florida. But just be aware, you might have a fantastic idea for a catering business, but don't forget to get that catering license because you do want to be operating within the parameters. We don't want to make anyone sick. (laughs) Exactly. And then a couple of other things. You may need to register your business with the Florida Department of Revenue. Uh, For example, if you are selling if you're selling goods in Florida, you're going to have to collect sales tax. You're going to have to remit. Oh, yeah. And yeah, and the the Florida Department of Revenue wants you to make sure that you do that. So be aware of that. And then there are more local requirements. If, for example, let's say you're opening a business in the city of Winter Park. Well, there's something called a business tax receipt. And you're going to need to get a business tax receipt both from the city of Winter Park and from Orange County. And it's simply a matter of local authorities want to know what businesses are operating within their jurisdiction. So um, those I think are the most common steps that people should keep in mind 
in the beginning, or if you've already formed a business and you haven't done one of those steps, it's not too late. So again, you're going to form the business, you're going to have your governing documents in the terms of uh, bylaws or, or um, an operating agreement. You're going to get that federal um, employment identification number from the IRS. So it's like your business now has its own federal um, tax ID. Um, it, depending on what, you, what business you're in, you're going to get any licenses that are required and you're going to register with local authorities. So that's that kind of starting off your business on the right foot. Absolutely. And if you have any more questions about forming a business, please contact Mary or any of our other um, private corporate counsel providers. You can submit a form on privatecorporatecounsel.com. Hello, welcome back to Women's Voices in Business. I am one of your hosts, Nikki, and this is my co-host, Mary. Um, and today we are joined by a special guest, Sol Serrata, who owns SYL Roofing. Hi. Hi, welcome, Sol. How are you today? Thank you. I'm doing great. Thank you guys for the invitation today. Yes, thank you for being here. Um, we have so many great questions to ask you, so we're just going to jump into it since you are a female entrepreneur. Okay. Uh, first, tell us a little bit more about SYL Roofing Supply and your entrepreneurial journey. All right. Well, as well, Roofing Supply is a roofing company. Uh, we have been in the business for about four years now. Uh, we currently have two locations, one in Winter Garden, one in Tampa. Uh, we specialize more in residential areas. So our main customers are contractors and um, homeowners. Um, so we try to have all the supplies that our customers need in one place so they don't have to be shopping around or wasting time. And our, that's our main focus, make their job being successful. And that's um, our main goal in this business. In this business. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about why you started your own business. Uh, we started our own business uh, because I've always had a background in, in, in that entrepreneurial life. I grew up looking at my mom being a business owner. I did went to school. I did uh, business. Got my degree, and then I met my husband. Right after that, uh, we decided he was really good at selling shingles in specific. And uh, we decided to open our own. Um, it has been a great experience. It's been a challenge as well, but it's been pretty rewarding at the same time. Sounds like you two made the right match. I mean, right. him being a salesperson, you mm -hmm. had a degree in business administration. seemed mm -hmm. like the perfect fit. Yes. He did, and we're so um, we feel we feel so lucky, and uh, we put the work on. Um, we started with a few employees. Now we're up, we are up to forty five employees now, wow. and we are proud with the growth that we have had in the past four years. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. Take us back to the beginning. Um, when it was time to uh, consider what business structure to go with, uh, did you go with the LLC, a corporation, partnership? Tell us a little bit about the business structure that you formed. Okay. Well, honestly, uh, back then we didn't know much what we were doing. I only had a little bit of guidance from my accountant back then. And he used to me, an LLC might work for you. So that's why I took that decision to form that LLC. Yes. Very nice. 
Actually, I don't want to like jump into maybe a whole side conversation, but speaking of accountant, a lot of people do make their decisions based on, you know, taxing re- tax reasons. So I don't know if you want to comment on that, Mary. Well, it's true. I do like the idea of structuring your business, talking with your tax advisor while you're doing that. Mm. Now, one of the things that a lot of accountants don't know is they really shouldn't be telling people what kind mm. of entity to form okay. because that's actually the unlicensed practice of law. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point, too. <laughs> but but I do think um, entity choice, it's taxes always should be a part of it. And that's why I'm thrilled that your tax advisor was part of that conversation because that's that's a step that a lot of people miss. So I think that was really good. Because a lot of it is based on your income too, because from my understanding, if you're not making enough money, maybe a sole proprietorship is the way to go. Well, it depends on who you ask because (laughs) I I like entities because entities will give you limited liability. But it's true that sometimes people just starting out, especially if they don't have much money they, um, it's, it's not, it's not necessarily a bad choice to start out as a sole, pra- uh, sole proprietorship, but, um, generally speaking, as your business grows, you're going to want to get that limited liability. So it's, it's a good thing to form an entity. Okay. So it sounds like, uh, I was going to ask you, did you have any legal ha- counsel to help you file? But it sounds like you didn't, you just had your accountant, right? I just had him and I went online to some days and I did file my I also myself as well. So, um, what were some of the biggest challenges that you faced? Was it just having to do it maybe on your own, or um, what were some of the challenges there? Right at the beginning, uh, some of the challenges we had basically, I didn't have any guidance. I didn't know where to go or who to ask. And the only person, like I said back then, I only had my accountant, and he was the person that told me I'll see my work for you and um but like I said later on after I formed the business structure I did have a lot of questions that I didn't know who to go to so I had some entrepreneur uh, friends as well and there were like my uncle <laughs> kind of like people yeah. that I had back then yes how did you come across the private corporate counsel program and what has been the benefit now of working with the legal counsel I uh, came across to you guys through, um, I met, someone referred me to Alberto, is one of the attorneys over here, and he referred me to the program through T. And that the first session that I had with T um, opened my eyes of the opportunity that I had um, by having someone to, um, to come to ask any questions about business, about legal matters. Um, I feel more secure now that I could, that I have someone on the call for legal purposes as well as my business have grown. Um, there's so many more things that comes along with the growth and the legal part of it as well. So, uh, it's been pretty helpful. So you wish you had it when you were forming, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yes. So from my understanding, you hired the PCC program for you, for your own personal and professional uh, development, but mm-hmm. you also hired us to help with your employees as well, so that way they get coaching. Right. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how it's benefited your business? It's been a great experience because it's a value that we add to our employee and our company as well. Um, the sessions that we have had, our employee actually enjoyed all of the sessions because they talk about personal life, 
They talk about how they can improve in their job area as well. And um, it's pretty tough. Like if we have any situation or problem that we're going through, like having those sessions give us more like clarity and certainty of what is our next move in our business, in our position. And it's really good. You make a good point because the private port private corporate counsel program, uh, we tend to let people know, remind people that your personal life can affect your professional life as well. I mean, like if you're not in a healthy state of mind, or if you're not having healthy relationships behind the scene, that can play a factor in how you run a business. So, uh, Mary, did you have any other questions? No. All right. Well, Sol, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate you. We really appreciate you um, partnering with Private Corporate Counsel Program, partnering with the Private Corporate Counsel Program. Uh, how can people reach you and your company if they want to use your services? Okay, well, thank you guys first for inviting me, for Absolutely. being part of this podcast. I feel honored to be a part of it. And well, uh, like I said, we are Roofing Supply here in Central Florida. You guys can reach me out to 407-534-2698. And our website is SYLRoofingSupply.com. Feel free to give us a call for any estimate. Um, We're here to help you guys. Excellent. Wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Um, our, our topic today was about the steps that are followed when you're starting a business. Um, and we hope you found that discussion useful. And as I said before, maybe you have an existing business. You can still look at those steps. And if there's something you've missed along the way, it's, it's not too late to go back and fix that. Um, so we had a discussion about forming a business. And we also welcomed a really wonderful guest today. Um, a female entrepreneur who told us about her journey with her husband in, in the roofing business. Yes. Yes, she was great. And if you want to learn more about Private Corporate Council, um, the, and if you would like to learn more about the Private Corporate Council program and listen to more Women's Voices in Business episodes, visit privatecorporatecouncil.com. We are on all the social media platforms at Private Corporate Council or give us a call at 877-647-7887. And again, if you would like to reach our special guest, Soul, you can reach her out to her at SYLRoofingSupply.com. Thank you. Very good. And before we close, let's just mention our next episode. Yes. The, the next episode, we're going to be talking about forming a nonprofit. And we have a great special guest for that one, too. We have a great guest who's actually been through the process and I think who can, uh, you know, help us understand from her perspective what it was like to form a, a nonprofit. <laughs> yes. So thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And we'll see you the next time. Bye. Contact us at 877-647-7887 to learn more about the Private Corporate Council program and to help you and your business on the journey to success.